All gas, no brake. Waggy sauce, Gardner. Um, I mean, that boy's a dog, man. And, uh, that boy a dog, for real. Listen, thank you. We're all taking receipts on all the people who continually mock and, and say that we ain't going to do anything. I'm taking receipts. And I'm going to be more than happy to share them with all of y'all when it's all said and done. Well, folks, all of New York got to enjoy Super Wild Card Weekend. If you were a fan of the other New York teams, of course, because what are the playoffs in ter- for the Jets? It's only been 12 years and counting since this franchise has been to the postseason, but we need more patience, apparently. Patience is required. Maybe in another lifetime. It's the Jets Way podcast. Jake and Lorenzo tonight. Bro, how how much did it suck yesterday watching all of New York happy besides us? Um, it, it felt like old times. It's it's always felt like the Giants have always kind of had their success. Obviously not recently, and the Jets have been like the the little brother, if you must, but um yeah man it was just one of those typical Sundays where the the Jets always just just seemed to disappoint you somehow some way um I mean you get you you saw the Dolphins against the Bills and the whole time I was just thinking like we could have been in this position we could have beat both of these teams and um you know hopefully next year hopefully next year is the year but it feels like we we keep saying that to ourselves uh every offseason no it's it's every single offseason bro and it's just the story is as old as time, right? Where the Giants go and take care of their business in the playoffs. And what are the Jets doing? Hiring a coach, uh, offensive coordinator in this yeah. case. I mean, I think back, it just feels like deja vu all over again when uh, the Giants beat the Jets on Christmas Eve. They're playing in the playoffs. And what are the Jets doing? Hiring Tony Sperano to be their offensive coordinator. Brutal. And, uh, so, and grabbing Tim Tebow. Grabbing Tim Tebow, it's just like we're 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 slowly trending back towards the clown front. That's what it feels like to me, and I would love for it to change. Don't get me wrong, because stuff makes me sick, man. It really does. And seeing the Bills all happy, and then there's us still not in the playoffs, bro. It's like what's so crazy is, and I thought aloud to myself last night because I was watching the Bengals and Ravens game, and I'm like, damn, what do we have to do for a guy like Joe Burrow? And then I'm thinking, get the number one overall pick, and I'm like, you know what's really just bizarre. The Jets haven't been to the playoffs in now 12 years. And we haven't been bad enough to have the number one overall pick. And the time that we had the second overall pick, we drafted probably the worst guy in the last 12 years, if we're being completely honest. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's, uh, we've, we've always sucked, (laughs) um, but we just haven't sucked enough (laughs) to get the, 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 the golden ticket, the number one pick. Um, I mean, I still think this team is very close to being a playoff team, but it's hard to be a playoff team when you don't have your quarterback um, and you really don't have any offensive identity. So um, those are things you got to take care of first first and foremost. I would feel so much better if we had the quarterback, if we were close to being a yep. playoff team. And, you know, you watch these teams yesterday and you think about Buffalo when they're Sean McDermott. That goes without saying. You look at Miami. I think Mike McDaniel, albeit a couple of bad game management slash timeout misusages and the team not being able to break the huddle. I think part of that was just due to having a third string quarterback, to be completely honest with you. But he had that third string quarterback competing in the game. And then you look at the Giants game, Brian Dayball, who I wanted to be the next head head coach of the Jets. You, I think we all that I listened back to those podcasts. We all wanted Dayball and also Joe Brady, who ironically enough, we'll talk about tonight. 
but it's just it, they say these fans they say us fans don't know anything bro and that they hire these people to run the franchise and lo and behold we probably would have been right and who knows we all thought uh, Daniel Jones wasn't an NFL quarterback who knows how it would have went if we hired Dayball to draft Zach Wilson who knows if Dayball would have wanted Zach Wilson if he was the Jets head coach too I don't know so it's just crazy and of course he's right in our backyard with the Giants and not with us and then the Minnesota Vikings, I get it. They had a bad game yesterday. They lost. But Kevin O'Connell, first year as a head coach, what did he win, 13 games or something like yeah. that? So nothing to hang your head about if you're Kevin O'Connell. All well-coached teams. And then also we get to the night, the nightcap. The Ravens are competing with Snoop Huntley as their quarterback. Some guy named Snoop Huntley is, is competing in a playoff game against the team that went to the Super Bowl last year, coached by John Harbaugh. So I just don't see Salah doing these kind of things that I'm seeing yesterday. I hope to be wrong, but... It just feels like from a coaching perspective, we are very far from the rest of the league. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like in the beginning half of the season, we were kind of starting to come along to Sal Salah a little bit. I, th I think the team played um, each and every week hard for Salah, and, and they seemed a lot more prepared. But I don't know what happened after that pa that second Patriots game, but we we were being outplayed and outcoached um, and even outhustled out at, at times. So um, I think that's an, an indication of – um, just our coaching staff and, and them not being prepared as well. So um, obviously we, we've made some changes after the season, so we'll see how, how this all unfolds. But I think Salah still has, um, you know, he still has, has some doubters and he, he obviously should um, just with how the season ended. Of course, we're making changes after a season's <laughs> typical Jets. Um, it's just brutal, man. I'm sick and tired of it, but it's why you're a fan, right? Through the good and the bad, mostly bad and, I hope Woody Johnson, wherever he was yesterday, enjoyed watching the other two New York teams playing and winning on Wild Card Weekend while his team is yet again not there. I hope that lights a fire under his ass. Maybe the Giants going to the Super Bowl and winning will be what we need. Maybe Woody Johnson will do something besides getting Tim Tebow this time. Maybe he learned from the last time. We thought we never want to feel like this again. Well, here we are, Woody. Just sell the team. I don't know. It's just... He needs to get rid of this team so badly. I feel like as soon as he is not the owner anymore, we might have a chance at things. It feels like we're just always fighting this uphill battle as the Jets because we're under the owner. <laughs> Seriously, it's just because of Woody Johnson. He's just a freaking dark cloud that hovers around everything. The whole the whole family at this point. I mean, it's it's been like the same cycle <laughs> of uh, of Jets, I guess, fandom, if you must. It's, you know, this waiting for the head coach and waiting for the quarterback and um, we haven't seemed to gotten either of those two right um, for the past 12 years. You know, obviously, Salah still has his question marks. But, um, yeah, man, this is the offseason where it's 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 make or break for us. Um, I definitely don't want to start looking for a new head coach anytime soon. Um, and I, I would like to to get my answers on the quarterback uh, this offseason. So um, let's hopefully get that done. And honestly, I'm just thinking to myself as well. I'm not firing Joe Douglas if he has another good draft and brings in good players. I would give him the chance to hire another coach. I really would. Because even if you look at it, look at the Giants, bro. With Dave Gettleman, everybody thought he was the worst. Everybody thought he was a clown. But maybe he was picking the right players all along. The four players that were huge in yesterday's game for the Giants, Jones, Barkley, Dexter Lawrence, um, the, these guys were all Dave Gettleman guys, bro. They were. And Andrew Thomas, he turned out to be one of the best Ooh. left tackles in the league. They were all guys that uh, Dave Gettleman drafted. The coach was just brutal. Who knows? Maybe Douglas is drafting good players, but we're just hiring misfits as coaches. 
Yeah, so, I mean, listen. I'm giving him another chance if we have another success of a draft. I mean, listen, I, Joe Douglas has been one of the, our best. I mean, it's not saying much, but he's been one of our best general managers in terms of just like bringing in talent. Um, I think this team, we've really never had this much young talent on our roster before. Obviously, like I said many times before, we we have a lot of hope. We have some holes to fill for sure. But um, in terms of just like having skill position players and, and star level talent, um, I mean, listen, just look at his past draft, Brees Hall. Um, you know, Sauce Gardner, Garrett, Garrett Wilson, not even to mention Jermaine Johnson. Um, you know, he he's bringing in some guys. I you know, we'll see if he uses all all his picks in in this upcoming draft or if they're traded for someone who knows. But um, I think he's you know, Joe Douglas has brought in some talent. He just has to get the free agents <laughs> uh, situated and um, bringing in the head coach for sure. Yeah, I definitely trust him hiring another head coach. I think he definitely would warrant another opportunity, but that's really looking far into the future. Um, but yeah, just looking back at it, the the last time I really felt this way about Jets and young talent was probably like 2007, 2008, when they had like Revis, um, David Mang- Harris, yeah. Nick Mangold, Brick Mangold, uh you know, guys like that. We never had a playmaker like Garrett Wilson as a young receiver. I'll tell you that much. We never really had a homegrown running back like Brees Hall. We kind of had bits and pieces of it with Leon Washington and Sean Green, but not really like mm-hmm. the way Brees Hall was. Um, so that's what I'm saying. We'll, we'll have to see how it goes. And first steps first is hiring the offensive coordinator. And if you're a Jet fan, the names they've been interviewing this week Make me want to throw up if we're being completely honest. I get it. We're early in the in the process here, but I look at some of these names. We're interviewing the Patriots tight ends coach. The Patriots paid big money for their tight ends. And also the Patriots have a vacant opening as their offensive coordinator. And they're not even looking at this guy. So what are we doing? Oh, you know what? Come on in for an interview. This guy must be really well respected around the league. I mean, what? what come on. Like we're wasting our time on him. Give me a break. I, yeah, I, I'm hoping it's just everybody doing their due diligence. I mean, we do have multiple openings on our offensive so- offensive staff as well. So who knows if all these guys are, you know, they're obviously quote unquote interviewing for the offensive coordinator position, but I'm sure some of these guys aren't getting hired for that. They might be hired for other other assistant um, other assistant coaches um, on the staff. So we'll see. Um, I think the bigger names will probably come this week um, as well as next week as well. So. Um, yeah, those 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 names were a little concerning, but I think it's just early on in the process. Let me tell you something, man. And I also like Daryl Bevel, who I saw they interviewed or will interview. That came out today. That's like a – I think Bevel would be a very fine addition to the staff as a senior offensive coach or something of that degree. Let me tell you what I think would be very wise for the Jets to do. And I'll, I'll go back to the well. I would hire Joe Brady as my offensive coordinator. Had some uh, play calling experience. Terrible quarterback play with the. I mean, we we all wanted to run Sam Darnold out of town, and we said how bad he was. Uh, and Joe Brady made him look pretty decent for a little bit of a season. And Matt Rule was also around things. We've seen Matt Rule as a terrible NFL head coach. We saw Joe Brady run the Joe Burrow offense at LSU. We saw him with the Saints learning from Sean Payton. You like the background of Brady. He wants another chance to be an offensive coordinator in this league. I think that's the type of guy I want. He has experience with quarterbacks, and he's not like a complete dinosaur of the league. 
And he is a guy that, you know what? He was a play caller for the first time. He, you know, he, he paid his dues with the Bills this year as the quarterback's coach, learning from Josh Allen, Ken Dorsey and company. I think that's really important experience, seeing what a real good NFL offense does because he play, he he ran a really good off, offense in college, obviously, with Joe Burrow, probably the best offense of all time, if we're being honest, at the college level. That's the guy I think the Jets need. Will they hire him? Probably not, but I would pair a guy like that up with a guy like a Daryl Bevel, or if you want to go after Derek Carr, a Greg Olson, somebody like that. I want him with a vet. Probably what we should have done with Mike LaFleur, but the added play calling experience and the experience with running an offense in general at the coordinator level is really attractive to me. I really hope that he nails the interview because it sounds like we're interested in him. Yeah, no, I think, you know, we, we've mentioned Joe Brady on the show, uh, obviously uh, for the previous head coaching position and, um, for the past couple of years, but, um, no, I mean, I, I like him a lot. I think he would really fit into our, just our, our, our program and, and where we're at as, as an offense. Um, I saw that Todd Munkin would, would probably be interested in, oh, in coming yeah, to that'd be a home as run. well. Um, so there, there's some names out there, obviously no one that's like an A plus hire for me, but I think there are some, Munkin some guys, would be. I think Munkin is the best out there. I just don't think. I don't know how likely it is that we get him. That's kind of why I'm not so high on him at the moment, because I don't know how realistic that is. But um, I think we have some options to make this a, a decent offensive staff. Um, and, and we'll see. I like uh, I, I like Joe Brady. Um, I definitely like Greg Olson as well. Todd Munkin, like we like we just said. So hopefully no uh, first time play callers. Hopefully no tight end coaches from other teams. <laughs> I'm, I'm good on that. Um, so I, I definitely like your uh, your strategy for sure. Yeah, there's no for this is not a first timer <laughs> position we talked about last week. And um, let me tell you something. I said this last week briefly. Munkin would be a out of the park hire. I would go up to him and make him the highest paid offensive coordinator ever. He has done that good of a job with Georgia, and he's always done a good job in the NFL. Um, always led very high powered offenses at the NFL level. I don't understand how he isn't in the NFL. Maybe he just wanted to go to college. I don't know what's going on there, but I would give him a payday that he cannot refuse. And honestly. I'm at the point where if you can't get Derek Carr or you can't get um, Lamar Jackson, which we'll talk about in just a little bit with the quarterbacks and all the recent news, I would be comfortable drafting a quarterback with this guy as the offensive coordinator. He is that good, and he's that familiar with the college game. Particularly, everybody loves – I'm not even going with C.J. Stroud and uh, Bryce Young because I don't think unless Jets really traded up. I'm talking about guys maybe in the middle part of that draft like a, a a Will Levis. Anthony Richardson, two SEC guys. I, I I've been hearing some uh some Will Levin potentially not going number one. Will Levis going number one? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think nah, it, nah, nah, nah. No way. I heard, I heard some team. I heard some teams are are liking him. Um, you know, there's always one quarterback in each draft that kind of just shoots up the, off the draft up the draft boards at this time of year. I mean, it's kind of happened with what happened with uh, uh Zach Wilson. Um, you know, Justin Fields is always number two, and then Zach Wilson kind of shot up the draft boards. But um, no, man, I think Todd Munkin has that, you know, just looking more into his background, obviously with the Bucks, um, had a lot of good experience with um Jameis Winston, Mike Evans. So um he he has that that pedigree of developing guys, obviously being in the college game. I think that would we would have to give him a, a nice payday for him to come, in my opinion, because I mean, listen, he's at the number one college program in the, in the country. Um, and he's probably chilling right now. So I think it's going to, it's going to take a pretty penny, but that's, that's up to Woody Johnson. 
And he could probably get a lot of other offensive coordinator yeah. jobs in the NFL <laughs> besides ours. Yeah. And I, I also apparently this week, the Jets will probably be reaching out to guys like Eric Bieniemy, Frank Reich. I don't think either of them are going to entertain the Jets. Bieniemy is interesting because I can see that because if you come here, you do a good job. You're getting a head coaching job if you're Eric Bieniemy. You're all but a lock. I think the issue of him not getting a head coaching job is the fact that he did not call plays with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that's hurting him because uh, I think Matt Nagy did call plays, if I remember correctly, when he got the Bears job. Bieniemy did not. And also Matt Nagy's interviewing for offensive coordinator positions. I'm good on him for what it's, yeah. I'm all right. I don't I don't need Matt Nagy. <laughs> Let him go to the Tennessee Titans. Seriously, I don't want Matt Nagy I'm at all. <laughs> so um, you know, and as far as Reich goes, I just don't see Frank Reich entertaining the Jets. I just I don't see it, man. I I don't. I, you look at the jobs across the league. Why would he come here? You know, let let's say that. A Shane Steichen gets gets a, a job as an offensive coordinator for the Eagles. Why wouldn't he go back to Philly? Yeah, you know, with Sirianni there, I get it. He used to be Sirianni's boss, and it would be the other way around. But that to me, that would just be a natural fit with a really good team. I might add. So, I I just think the opportunities for those two guys are so much better than the Jets. Whereas a guy like Joe Brady, yeah, I don't know if another team's making him their offensive coordinator. This is an opportunity for him, and for him. He was getting head coaching looks after a, a somewhat okay season with yeah. Sam Darnold as his quarterback. You come here and you have a really good year turning this Jets offense around, you're probably getting a head coaching job with how the league works. Yeah, and that's that's a good point on Frank Wright. And is he is he coaching right now or is he just kind of on the market? He he's on the market. He's doing head coaching interviews. Uh, you know how I feel about that with head coaches. I do not want a head coach who has been fired and hasn't been a coordinator. I yeah. think that will end very bad, but uh, he's he's doing interviews. I don't think he's going to get a head coaching job. Probably not this turn. I think for him, like let's say he doesn't, he's probably not going to get a head head coaching job. Um, he probably needs to be. He'll probably end up being like a quarterbacks coach or offensive coordinator for some team, like the Philadelphia Eagles. Who knows? And then he might chill too and sit out. We've seen yeah. guys do that. Um, shout out to uh, Cl- Cliff Kingsbury's doing the same thing. To- That's my hero, honestly. <laughs> Booked the one way ticket to to Thailand. Good for him. Um, Eric Bieniemy is interesting. Um, because like he has, like you said before, he hasn't gotten that a head coaching, a serious head coaching opportunity, if you will, because he's been in Kansas City, and I think people attribute their success obviously to Andy Reid. Um, so you never know. He could probably go to a spot like the Jets. Um, just for his own resume's sake, because I'm sure he wants to be NFL head coach and. You know, he's been in basically the league's best offense for how many years now? He still hasn't really gotten that um, that serious consideration. So um, that's that's a good point there. I think that he's very interesting. I would obviously take him, but um, yeah, no, we'll, we'll definitely see. And also the thing with Biennemi that is intriguing is the, the hunger and the desire to really – he's going to attack this job because this is a big make-or-break job for him. Um, what could honestly be appealing to him also is the downside. You know, if you – get fired or something like that, or the coaching staff's gone, you you have a job waiting for you in Kansas City. You know what I'm saying? So you just go right back there and you, you try again if you're an Eric Bieniemy. But an outside candidate that I think would be interesting and would definitely excite me for this job is you're going to think I'm pretty crazy, but I don't think he's entertaining offensive coordinator positions. It's To me, it's Jim Caldwell. I don't know what the story is with him, 
Um, I think he told teams politely that he would not entertain. So I think I would probably forget about him. But with Baltimore, and this is something I kind of want to segue, I don't think Greg Roman is going to be back with the Ravens. Apparently that it's not on great terms with them. Jim Harbaugh's not coming to the NFL. Who knows? The dream is alive for next year. <laughs> Just saying. We'll see what happens with that, but Greg Roman would intrigue me with or without Lamar Jackson. Uh, the thing it's tough because I think I don't I don't know if if guys like that offensive system anymore. Like it works. It works, but like they, they don't really throw the ball. Like we don't have we don't have the guys right now in our offense to run a Greg Oman. You don't think so? I guess it all depends on the quarterback, if we're being honest. But like we don't have Brees Hall. I mean, hell, maybe that system works for Zach. That was probably the system we should have been running with Zach. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, uh, no, that's a good point. I just I don't know. I don't think let me bring up an interesting quarterback for you. I want to hear what you think. Talk to me. How about Trey Lance? Depending on the cost, absolutely. I don't I don't think he's Going, I mean, listen, Brock Purdy I, is now the story in San Francisco. Like they would be utter fools not to roll with Purdy moving forward. Yeah, like, like, seriously, he's bro. He's like, if you look at his stats and like, I, I don't know what the exact stats are, but like, he's in the names of Tom Brady, Joe Montana, like guys like that. So you you know, he's he's running that offense basically to perfection. They're looking really good right now. So I honestly think he he'll probably be back. Who knows if Jimmy G is on another team or if he's brought back to be like their backup. So um listen, if Trey Lance could be had, I would definitely, you know, be intrigued. I think he has a lot of talent. It's you know, he just hasn't played. He hasn't had that, you know, the opportunity to play. Obviously going back to college and sitting sitting out a year. So um we'll see. I, I would I would definitely be interested because he's just naturally gifted, but he hasn't really shown that much on NFL NFL field just yet. What, isn't it just so funny about narratives in the NFL? Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. Everybody's like, wow, this guy could be a franchise quarterback. But Mike White, a fifth round. See what I'm saying? Like, nobody yeah. wanted to give Mike White a real chance. But Brock Purdy, they were all open arms for him being a franchise quarterback. And I think Purdy is a franchise quarterback. I he think they would hard. be. Yeah, I think they would be foolish not to roll with Purdy. And if they wanted to get rid of Purdy or something like that, oh, they, <laughs> they can get some. I'm serious. Yeah. Purdy looks damn good. I mean that 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 just goes to show though about coaching, as well. What I mean, listen, that, that offense has has guys like I was I was watching that game and I was like, damn, like that's a like their their team is just like how I want the Jets to be, like built and ran like really good defense, really really good linebackers with speed, a good tight end, like multiple running backs that they use. Obviously, they have Debo and, and a bunch oh, of other IU. Like, they just have, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, no, like they they have a lot of just like really good players. So like Brock Purdy, probably you know he's not. He probably doesn't have to do too much. Yeah, that's what we the need. guys are open. He's making the throws. Like you know, it's a beautiful thing to watch. I don't think Garoppolo will be back there though. I think they'll probably bring in like Matt Ryan to be the backup familiarity with Kyle Shanahan. Hell, maybe even Mike White would be somebody's back. I mean, I think Mike White's going to have a serious market this offseason to be some team's backup quarterback. So hopefully we're able to retain him. I'm being dead serious. But, hey, if we can't land one of these other guys, and I mean, I'm being dead serious with you. I don't want Jimmy Garoppolo. I do not want him. I, I want either, obviously, the long shots, Rodgers, Lamar, more realistic, Derek Carr. If you can't get one of those guys, 
I would look to draft a quarterback potentially if that were if it was just me speaking here, or I would try to get I would see maybe Trey Lance. I think that would be kind of interesting. I don't know about Jordan Love. I've heard his name thrown out there. That's kind of a pass for me. Like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm good on that. I, th- I I'm a right on him. Yeah, but I also, Trey, I feel like Trey he, Lance is interesting. I do you think like Trey Lance and Jordan Love are in that same tier of guys where it's just like they really haven't played that much. But what but we've like, seen, Love, it's been really bad. Even oh, I mean, 100%. Lance, we've seen good things from in the limited capacity. Very true. Um, I just think they're two young, like inexperienced guys. Like I don't know. I'm just thinking if all else fails, though. Like oh no, hundred percent. It's it's so much more attractive than Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be all that successful away from Shanahan, the Niners, and Belichick. I don't. It's just he's what's he going to do? Come here, play eight or nine games, miss close to a month. Yeah, I don't. We're back right again, looking for a quarterback <laughs> next year. Like Jimmy G, just not. He's not the long term answer. I don't think a lot of guys we get our long-term answers, but like I think Derek Carr could be the Jets quarterback for a solid four years. For us, yeah, that's oh, a long-term answer. Uh, yeah. No, no. Derek Carr for sure. Like those guys, you know, Derek Carr, Lamar, like those guys for sure. But like I don't think Jimmy G's really taking us like how many game how many more games are we winning with Jimmy G's at quarterback? That's what I'm saying. Maybe eight or nine. Eight or nine games, like and and also you gotta remember Jimmy G is getting pristine coaching with the Niners, as we've seen with Brock Purdy. What type of coaching is he getting here? Yeah, and he's definitely not a, a quote-unquote franchise savior. So, like, I don't no. even want to, like, put those those expectations on him. And that and that's unfortunately what's going to happen to our next quarterback. They're going to be this – well, they have to be because, you know, look at what we are as a franchise. We haven't been in the playoffs in 12 years. Like, we haven't had a quarterback, though, for 10 touchdowns in multiple years. So, like, the next guy coming in here has to be – at least in the fans' eyes, has to be the guy. Yeah. Well, uh, that's why I'm really intrigued with Derek Carr is because he has overcome that dysfunction to be a NFL quarterback with the Raiders. So he can be that guy. You see what I'm saying? He has the experience of putting teams on his back for a year or so and, and making the best and making something out of pretty much nothing. And that's why I think I would lean heavily towards Derek Carr because I, again, speaking again with the long term, with the uh, long shot opportunities for the Jets, Aaron Rodgers, he's not coming here. I don't. He just does not strike me as a guy that wants to come to the Jets. Tom Brady, there, there's a yeah, hailstorm yeah. hell brewing. <laughs> if Tom Brady's coming to the Jets franchise, give me a break. Um, Lamar Jackson, I don't think the Ravens would trade him to the AFC. I think somebody said it uh, this morning. I forgot who it was. The Atlanta Falcons make a lot of sense. They tried so hard for Deshaun Watson. It's out of the AFC. They have a higher pick in the draft, I believe, than the Jets as well. Uh, that's probably a better fit for Lamar Jackson. Now, now, does Lamar Jackson want to play for the Atlanta Falcons? Would he say, I'm signing a long-term deal with you? That is another... See, people say, like, oh, well, the Ravens have all the leverage in the scenario. Not necessarily, because a team is not trading three first-round picks if they're not getting Lamar Jackson to sign a long-term extension, that's what I would like people to realize. He can dictate where he goes. In all honesty, he has all the leverage here. He can say straight up, you know what? I want 300 million guaranteed. If it's not coming from you, 
it's going to come from a place that I want. You're going to give me a list of teams. I don't want to go to Atlanta. I want you to call. Let's just say he wants to go to the Jets. I want you to call the Jets. See what they see what they would offer you. See what they would offer me. Maybe we could work something out there. Don't bother with Atlanta. I don't want to go there. So people need to start reporting and speaking factually and pretend that this isn't not something great can't happen to the Jets. So um, that's a, that's what I have to say about that. No, that's a very good point because I mean it's 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 facts. Like what team is trading for a guy that you know doesn't want to be there was going to be there for one year, um, and and his price tag it's going to be three first rounders. Yes, and a new contract, <laughs> and and a new contract. So, um, <laughs> no, that's that's a really good point. Um, listen, man, I'll sh- whew, like I said last show, I will, I will, I think we should be going after Lamar Jackson one hundred percent. But if Derek Carr is my QB next year, um, I will, I will be a very happy fan. Yeah, it's so funny because you hear people in the media talk about like, oh, Derek Carr deserved so much better. Um, Derek Carr did the. They speak so highly, Derek Carr, the moment he comes to the Jets. Oh, the Jets aren't a serious team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, look at Derek. You never want a playoff game with the Raiders. The Jets aren't – you know what I'm saying? Like, it'll all change if he went to the Jets. And just going back to Lamar Jackson, it's very Deshaun Watson-like because last year, Deshaun Watson was – he was in control of where he went. He picked mm-hmm. the Cleveland Browns. It wasn't like Cleveland offered more than the Atlanta Falcons. He, it, no, he wanted yeah. to go to Cleveland. So people got to start getting that through their heads, man. And it, the Jets are in a tough, tough spot here. Because if you think you have a chance at Lamar, we talked about it last week. Do you sit out on Derek Carr? If it were me, absolutely not. If I can get the, if Derek Carr is saying, listen, I want to come to the Jets, you got to go with Derek Carr. You, you can kick yourself all you want. You can look at it like this. We got Derek Carr, but you know what? We could have got Lamar, but we still have our drafts and we can still yeah. improve the roster. Uh, in other ways without Lamar. But uh, you can't just pass on Derek Carr because the options outside of Carr, if Lamar doesn't become available, are not as great. It's just very uninspired. You're probably looking to draft the quarterback. People people got to get that <laughs> through their minds, bro. Yeah. No, I think, I think last week I said, like, oh, we should be – well, I mean, listen, I don't think my stance has changed too much, but I think it would be irresponsible to not get Derek Carr if all – Signs indicate that he would come here and, and, and want to be here for a couple of years. So, um, listen, we we could have a very good team with Derek Carr as a quarterback. Obviously, we'd have our, you know, our our first and second round draft picks most likely. Um, and listen, Derek Carr when he played with the Raiders had the, some pretty terrible defenses. Um, I think he already upgrades coming to this team just off defensive standpoint. Um, it's not like our offense has bums at running back and receiver. So I think we, I think we have some guys, um, you know, obviously we have to shore up the O line, but um, I think, I think we got a really good team with Derek Carr as our quarterback. I agree. I think the offensive line for the Raiders was terrible. The offensive line was terrible for the jets too. In the second half of the season, you got to remember, we have Elijah Vera Tucker coming back. If Mackay Beckton gives you anything, you know, don't hold your breath on that one, but still that would be a big yeah. improvement over what Derek Carr had with the Raiders. The Jets still need – that's why getting Derek Carr is so important than drafting a quarterback because that 13th pick really needs to be for an offensive lineman. It has to be. I don't want to hear about any – no, no, no. It's an offensive lineman. We need the kid from either Ohio State or Northwestern. One of those guys will probably be there for the Jets. If not, find somebody else that you like in the draft because we need a tackle. And if 77 gives you something, you know what? Put him at guard. Lakin Tomlinson is terrible. I don't know. Find some type of use yeah. for whoever you – the Jets need to improve and emphasize the offensive line 
this in this upcoming draft because there's no more okay let's pay Lake and Tomlinson all this money or no more I get it he's been somewhat okay for the Jets no more let's pay Connor McGovern no 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 we need to build this offensive line and good teams do this if you've noticed they build their offensive line in house because very rarely do you see good offensive linemen hit the free agent market and then we look back and say wow what? and this really applies to all the free agents and free agency and this is why people I think need to kind of lay off of Joe Douglas a little bit from this perspective, what team and what free agent is, or let, let me see how I, how I phrase this here. What team builds their team off of free agency? If a player is that good, does he really hit free agency? Yeah, does the team allow him to leave? That's, that's a, that's a very good point. I mean, look at the Patriots. Yeah. Look at the Niners. <laughs> Look at these good teams, and that's why it's a little bit of a red flag with Lamar Jackson. Not really, but a little bit. If a team like the Ra- – you look at all these good franchises out there. What franchise has had a free agent walk away from them where we sit back and say, wow, they're going to rue the day for that one? I can't even think of any of the top of my How's head. How's J.C. I mean- Jackson doing when, after he left the <laughs> Patriots last year with the Chargers? Man was getting benched. <laughs> Guy was getting benched. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not talking about guys that got tagged and traded. Like, I'm not yeah. talking Devontae Adams. I'm not talking uh, Tyreek Hill. Like, those guys, they, they get, you know, assets are traded for them. I don't consider that leaving in free agency. If teams run into cap issues where they can't pay these guys and they trade them for assets, no, no, no. I'm talking about straight up leaves the team for Ungats, like a, like a, te- uh, cons- uh, what do you call it? a compensation pick? Look at them. You can't name it. I mean, maybe the Ravens with Matt Judon, I, but he also went to Belichick too. That's yeah. really the only one where I'm like, wow, the, the Ravens really miss him. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. I mean, listen, I, I'm I'm happy we got a DJ Reed. That's been our best free agent signing um, in a couple of years. I think it's a good point, and that's why I like Joe Douglas because he's trying to build this team through the draft. Um, he's obviously had success with um, some of the, the the waiver wires, the waiver picks he's had. John Franklin Myers, even Braxton Burials for a little bit. Um, Quincy Williams. So, like, that's how he's trying to build this team. Um, and, yeah, man, that's a good point. It's like what team is really letting their their star players go and walk in free agency? It's not really it's not really likely. Exactly. And that's why I think we want we need to trend more towards the model of let's draft players and retain our in-house talent. Yeah. So and then that starts with offensive linemen. I mean, even the guy from the Saints last year, dude, he's always hurt for the Dolphins. Armstead, you don't see good offensive yeah. linemen just hit the free agent market like that. It just hasn't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it, there, there's a lot to be seen here. So it all starts though with the coaching staff, man. If we we need to see who the offensive coordinator is because that, like I said, it's going to signal everything that's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's going to be uh, extremely important to just bring the right guy in here. I think. Um, you know, our offense pretty much held us back last year, um, this past season. And I think if we get that situated, it's going to just take care of everything and everything will take care of itself. So, um, I'm looking forward to the hire. I know we, we've had some, some names being interviewed, but, um, really, really excited to, to actually know who we're, who we're hiring. You always got to be on eggshells with this franchise because it's tough for, for us to really trust them to get it right with who they hire as the offensive coordinator. What what why should we believe that they'll get it right when they've never gotten it right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't I don't have that uh I don't have that belief, but uh since I'm a Jet fan, I'm 
I'm always I always had that hope, that little bit of hope yeah. that <laughs> that we yeah, that we you. would somehow get it right. Uh I still have that hope. The belief probably isn't there. <laughs> um no. but I'm I'm living off the hope right now. Who do you think they're going to hire? Um I th- I think it's going to be Bevel. That's Bevel's the office coordinator. That's a safe choice. I I think that's that's who it's going to be. I have a weird feeling that it's going to be that clown from the Eagles. Uh, what's his name? The passing game. Oh yeah, bro. Like we, what are we doing interviewing <laughs> passing game coordinators? <laughs> like, oh my god, this franchise. Well, it's it's painful. Like I don't know. Like he's getting a ton of rave reviews around, and like I see rap like throwing in little hints about. I don't know, man. They rarely hire who I. They have never hired a candidate for any coaching position that I actually wanted. It's always. Oh well, okay. That I always talk myself into these guys. Not yeah. Adam Gase. I knew he was going to be a terrible coach, but um, what like they never hire anybody for a GM coach. They they don't. So I mean, listen. Even when Salah was hired, we were. I think our initial reactions, we were just like, eh, we didn't like it. We nope. weren't too excited. Obviously, we weren't gonna like bash the guy, but. You know, I, I think we all wanted um, – I think at that point it was Dable. I think we, we but, wanted Harbaugh. But that shows sure. how bad this franchise is, though, bro. Like, we were relieved that they didn't hire a complete – we didn't. We were relieved it wasn't yeah. Adam Gase. Like, we were relieved, like, it wasn't, like, Marvin Lewis or, like, some other clown that they were interviewing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's how it is with this franchise. You have to just expect the worst. So when they don't hire who you actually want – you have to be like, oh, okay, well, it's not so bad after all. <laughs> and it's just a cycle that keeps on going and until you get a real owner, yeah. honestly, that demands – seriously, until you get an <laughs> owner that demands results because we have an owner that does not demand results. He goes half-ass on everything, and that's why you get what you you get if you're Woody Johnson. So, you know, if you're – if you you Woody Johnson just needs to be like in another country. Like there was no reason why he couldn't run the Jets from the U.K. He needed to be very far away. We would have been better off without any Johnson DNA at one Jets drive. Like, you need to just simply let the football people go and pay emphasis, pay, pay, because that's what it costs. You know what I'm saying? To get these guys, you need to be like, listen, I'm not taking no for an answer. That's probably Woody Johnson probably tries with these guys, but (laughs) I don't think they probably laugh at him, but he (laughs) needs to be like, I'm not taking no for an answer. What the hell is it going to take for you to get here? What do you want? Anything. I think they'll take him seriously, but winning's not that important to him. He might, you know, he puts on a good front, but deep down, he doesn't give a damn how the Jets do. Leon Hess was the same way, apparently. He was the same exact way until the end of his life. He realized how much time he wasted until he went to Bill Parcells and said, save my franchise. And that was too late. Yeah, man, it's 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 the unfortunate uh, cycle of, of Jets fandom. Um I, those those Adam Gase years were just so bad that I'm like anything better than that it's just like it, it's okay you know we'll, we'll be okay but um I, I, I just want to start winning man yeah. I'm sick and tired of this I really well, am hopefully we're celebrating on a playoff Sundays very soon yeah yeah <laughs> well that'll that'll do it for tonight uh subscribe follow us on all streaming platforms Apple Podcast Spotify you name it and uh yeah as always go Jets. Go Jets.